This is what I've been saying, the three L's, listen, learn, and lead. The advisors that do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher. You're listening to Coindesk's On Purpose with Tyrone Ross. And infrastructure, money movement, security. The wealth management space is not set up to deal with the client of the future. And man, is that an incredible opportunity. A licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller. Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients? This show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now, Tyrone Ross. All right, welcome back to another episode of the On Purpose podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Ross. I have brought two of my friends with me, vanguards in the space, leaders, and you all know them well. Steve Larson and Adam Blumberg are here. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing well, Tyrone. Doing well, Tyrone. How are you? Awesome. I am well. It is going to be an 80 degree day here in Southern California. So as you all warm up, we are still ahead of you. So uh, I just want to let everybody out there know that it's going to be a beautiful day here. So I, I want to start off by saying, I know, Adam, you and I have been at this for a really long time, having conversations, ranting about the RA space and crypto and the relationship that we forged and your belief in what I believe in is getting advisors educated is critical. And Steve, I think there's nobody right now that has been in the press more, doing more interviews or anything else than yourself of educating advisors as well. So I want to start here, right, just to ask both of you this. In your opinion, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think we are as far as getting crypto to be mass adopted? I think we're at mass acceptance now, but mass adopted within the wealth management space. Steve, you start with you. Yeah, on a scale of one to 10, I think we're probably at a five, right? Sorry to be so generic here, but I think we're, I think we're about halfway there. So clearly everybody has accepted that it's coming in some way, shape or form, but we just don't know what it's going to look like. And so what I think is interesting that we're looking at here is, is what the breakdown is going to be between the allocators who are looking forward to using the ETF products uh, and the people who want to buy it directly on an exchange like Gemini or something. So that's the next battle we're going to see. And I'm curious to see how it breaks out. And for, uh, you know, for my response, I think I'm going to go even more measured than Steve and say, we have to figure out what adoption means. How are we defining adoption? Yep. Because the three of us on this call probably define adoption differently than most financial advisors and most people that don't kind of have not gone in depth in crypto as we have. So is adoption a uh, number of advisors who have or want to allocate somehow to crypto, whether that's GBTC or some uh, form of ETF or, or something like that? Or is adoption, you know, are we going all the way to the scale of a, adoption is completely understanding how DeFi works and getting into other tokens and, you know, using SMA managers and such? Or at some point, I think the three of us all feel that adoption will be non-custodial wallets and, you know, advisors actually managing client assets that are held at different, you know, with different wallets and different custodians and such. So, we're probably at a five when it comes to advisors either understanding that they want to or have already uh, started allocating clients to crypto or at least having conversations. Yeah, we're probably at about a five there. Where the three of us probably want it to go, 
Uh, we're probably like a one, maybe. Right. A half. <laughs> right. So, yes. So I want to pair that with this coming right back to you, Steve, is what do you think, and, and you could have more than one, but the one thing or two things that is keeping it from crossing over, whether that's tech, whether that's, you know, regulatory overhang, custody, infrastructure, what, what do you think are some of the, the main barriers still we need to get over? Yeah, it's, it's still got to be regulatory. So we really don't see mass adoption until some of the large broker dealers are comfortable letting their reps do it. Even though the independent RIA space is growing and it's where I've spent pretty much my whole career and, and we do have a lot of influence and power, um, at the end of the day, mass adoption, whether it be for crypto or any type of alternative product still flows through the broker dealers. And that's where the scale typically comes from. So as an RIA, it kills me to say we're a little bit reliant on the broker dealers, but once those floodgates open, uh, that will be a game changer. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting perspective. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I, look, regulation is the big one, whether it is regulation uh, in regards to what as an advisor am I allowed to do? And, and as Steve said, that a lot of that stems from the broker dealers being okay with their advisors, uh, allowing crypto at some level or regulation from advisors going, look, I know I'm allowed to help my clients with some of these assets. I'm good with that. But my worry is what if I help my clients, you know, buy some token, even if it's on a custodial platform, and then the SEC decides that that, that token, that project is a security and they're going to sue the company. And all of a sudden that token gets delisted or the value goes down. What is my liability as an advisor? Well, I'm worried about that. And therefore I'm just going to wait until there's some sort of guidance. So there's all sorts of regulatory concerns. And like, I think that's the big one. As soon as that either gets cleared up or there's some sort of guidance with it, the floodgates open and everyone's going to, to jump in. True. I agree. Lots. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that. So let's move now, as again, there's so much to cover with you both, just the overall market. I'm not into price predictions or, you know, all of that other stuff, but just the overall market, whether it's sentiment, cool projects, M&A, fundraising, what is it that gets you guys excited right now? What's going on in the space, Steve? What are you, what are you looking at? What gets you hopped up? Well, I'm kind of a steak and potatoes guy, so I don't need a lot of flash. So it's the merge. It's uh, the transition to what was formerly known as ETH2, but is now the merge. Okay. Um, I think that really underpins everything we're going to see. And if that's not successful, so many projects are built on top of it. And so many things going on are built on top of Ethereum from the protocols we have to the layer twos to the things in the pipeline. And it's also a roadmap for other layer one blockchains. So to me, I know it's a little boring, but it's all about the merge and seeing if long-term can't really value Ether as some type of bond with a nice interest rate and see where that takes the rest of the industry. So that, that's what's on my mind. For me, I tend to like things that are a little flashier than Steve, but I have gone to the way, way flashy and come way, way back. But for a couple of years, I've been saying we need to get more real world assets. We need to get more ways to take traditional finance, traditional markets, traditional business and get them on chain. And that's uh, what's kind of exciting to me. Of course, a lot of it goes with what Steve said, the merge and, and moving on to what we used to call ETH2. But there are so many great things happening, taking what we know about traditional finance and combining that with what we see in DeFi or crypto principles, things like, not to name drop particular projects, but Maple Finance, Centrifuge, Goldfinch, uh, what they're doing to get real-world assets or real-world income streams or something on-chain uh, for traditional investors, traditional asset markets, 
is huge because otherwise uh, a lot of what we're doing in DeFi is just trading, you know, cryptographic tokens back and forth and using those as collateral. But we, when we can start using real world assets like property, when we can start using real income streams or taking money that is raised in a decentralized way and lending it in a more centralized way, now you're talking about trillions of dollars coming on chain and being denoted. And then you're going to see all those projects and protocols that were built for this become hugely important and popular, and therefore the value of their tokens should go up. So the whole reason that this ecosystem is being built was not for crazy yield farming and pictures of monkeys and all that. The whole reason this infrastructure is being built was to more efficiently move money from where it's inefficient to where it's more efficient in the whole ecosystem and have someone profit from that. And that to me is why things like, you know, getting more real world type assets on chain is pretty exciting. Even though it's not exciting in a DeFi sense, it's exciting in a whole lot of zeros coming on chain. Yeah. So really quickly, I got to say this because you mentioned Goldfinch. I would encourage all the advisors listening to this, don't dig into Goldfinch because your head will explode, but sign up for their newsletter. It is very good, very thoughtful. I look forward to it every week. The team there is stout. I'm a fan of Goldfinch and what they're doing, but just sign up for the newsletter and start there. They obviously have a traditional background. They write it from that stance, but man, is it good. They get into history and it's really, really smart, thoughtful. You can share it with clients. So give that a look. Join us at Coindesk's Consensus 2022. The festival for the decentralized world is happening this June 9th through the 12th in Austin, Texas. This is the largest and longest running event showcasing and celebrating all sides of the blockchain, crypto ecosystems, Web3, and the metaverse. It's designed for crypto newbies, investors, entrepreneurs, developers, and creators. Use the code ONPURPOSE15 to get 15% off your pass. Visit coindesk.com forward slash consensus 2022. So, all right, let's talk advisor education. Let's talk DAOs. Let's, let's really get into Planner DAO and Interaxis and CDAA. So Steve, again, I've, I've been, you know, I think we had one conversation, I say a few years ago, but been following everything that you've been doing. It's, it's really hard to think of anyone right now that's not really pushing this forward more than you. So talk about everything you've been up to. Talk about Planner DAO, what the goal is, how things came about. I think more advisors need to hear about that and, and what the mission is. Yeah, we had a timely conversation about a, about a year ago when I was kind of trying to build out a network and ramp this up and, and you were generous with your time and let me know what you were up to. So I, so I appreciate that. And it, it does seem like a few years ago, but yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. probably only about 12 months. It's, it's crazy how, <laughs> how, how time, how time yeah. flies here. Yeah, um, yeah so, so there's obviously a lot going on and, and everybody in crypto is working on multiple projects and usually too many of them. And I'm certainly no, no exception. It's more about, you know, narrowing down the opportunities, which I haven't become very good at at this point, but, you know, always working on it. But obviously the main thing that's driving a lot of this is, is the DAO. And there was really just this desire and, and Adam and I were working on the, the CDA that he came up with that designation. And there was just a desire to think, okay, so many advisors are disconnected from the profession. And I was one of them, you know, especially once the pandemic hit and there weren't any more conferences and I'm a CPA and a CFP and run, you know, and have a pretty big firm here, at least a mid-size RIA. 
And I'm just not involved in anything, not involved in the FPA. I don't get, you know, particular value out of the CFP board. You know, that's probably discussion for a different day, but, and it's on my end, I'm not involved in it. Right. And so I just think, and there's a lot of advisors out there like me who just aren't connected to the industry. And so the goal isn't to replace what's out there and what's working for other people is just to bring more people into the profession to help determine the direction of it. And and the Dow really became the obvious thing to do. You know, Dows were hot, they still are, but we thought, okay, there's a whole new incentive system and structure we can use here to maybe start taking control of this profession a little bit and push the planning profession forward. So that's really where the Dow came from. I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted it to look like. And as you know, Adam knows everybody. And I thought, well, we'll bring him in and let's, let's see if we can figure this out. Awesome. So if a advisor wants to sign up or be a part of it, what does that look like? What, what happens? Yes, we have the public-facing website at plannerdow.com, and that'll take you to plannerdow.io, which is our community website. And you can sign up and and join the conversation and and see what's going on. We certainly have conversations about crypto, and there's articles, and and there's people, there's events and people presenting, and that's all great. Um, I think what makes us unique is we really try to put an emphasis on showing the work that's being done. So we have working groups and they're working on different projects. So for example, my operations working group, we're trying to figure out treasury legal status, where we're housing data, how we make it transparent. You know, Adam's education working group is doing the requirements for the CDAA. You know, what's the test look like? Is there continuing ed? We have a compliance working group that's setting a standard for due diligence for crypto third-party managers. And so what, what we're trying to do is really get that out there and say, here, here's the things we're working on. And you can come join us or you can just keep up to date. Try to just be more than, than a forum talking about crypto. That's certainly part of it, but, but there's so much more to what we're doing. Okay. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the, the tokenomics, if you will, of the DAO and, and how that works, right? The, how folks are incentivized or yeah. can participate in that? Yeah. So we did create a token. It's the plan token, P-L-A-N. And I minted a, a 10 million of them, wanted to make sure there was a fixed supply. So it'd have at least a little bit of legitimacy. And then, you know, everybody knew I wasn't just minting more every time I felt like it or whatever. So we got it. We got a hard cap at a random number that I picked and just decided to go with it. The members are rewarded in tokens for doing projects. If we need some writing done or somebody's got to research a grant, there'll be an offer of tokens for that. Our main distribution though is going to happen at our Crossroads event at the end of April. So when we have a sponsor for that event, you know, if they're going to give us $5,000, for example, we'll give them 5,000 tokens and they're in charge of distributing those to the attendees of the event. So how they do it is up to them. They can just split them up. They can have you fill out a questionnaire. They can do an an on-chain challenge, however they see fit. But we really want to change our tokenomic system, our, our distribution to people who are attending and participating. And as I got to give credit to, I think Mark Nichols came up with it, but basically attend to earn and use a little bit of that system to get the token out. Attend to earn. Yeah. Mark is another one. Brilliant. I like Mark a lot. Yep. All right. And, and again, at the end here, we'll plug the conference and all that stuff. So, all right, Adam. So let's, let's dig into the CDAA and, and everything that you've been doing. Been at this a very, very long time. We just caught up on all things Advisor Ed. So Let's talk about that, where things stand with the certification, what's coming, like what, what, what's cooking. As you know, th- this started as an idea that we just wanted to educate advisors about crypto. We, we, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, get more adoption. Whatever adoption meant, we felt like there had to be advisors understanding this before investors would, would actually get on board. And so that's where all this started. And then doing a little bit of history, we somehow 
connected with Steve who said, we need to make this a certification. You need to have continuing ed on top of it. I can help with that. And probably, I don't know, three weeks after talking to Steve last year, we launched the, the cohort-based course that we have now called Certified Digital Asset Advisor with CFP credits and everything. And last year we went through, 135 financial advisors went through that last year. Uh, we've already had more than that this year in, in the first couple months. When Steve came up with the idea for PlannerDAO, we had always had this idea that we wanted the certification designation to be managed by an independent third party. We knew that it couldn't be Adam and Ron's and Steve's certification. It would have no legitimacy there. It had to be a third party, kind of like the CFP or the, or the CFA or something. And we thought originally it would be some sort of board or, or something like that. But when the, the idea of the DAO came out, we said, that's too perfect. We want the DAO to be in charge of this certification and designation. Uh, on top of that, it needs to be an international certification, not just a, a US-based because crypto and DeFi are international. There, there should not be any borders to it. So yep. the education working group within PlanarDAO manages the certification. We have our areas of knowledge that says, here's what you have to know to be a certified digital asset advisor. We struggle with keeping those areas of knowledge as you know relatively basic and relative as is in terms of kind of what we, you know, on this podcast know versus what most financial advisors know, but we say, look, we have to give you a basic level of understanding of, of Bitcoin, of DeFi, of custody, wallets, regulation, how to set up your practice. And then you can go much deeper in learning about tokenomics and learning about DAOs and NFTs and everything else and how they impact your clients. But we have to give you this base level knowledge and give you a certification. All that to say, we manage all that. Interaxis is an education partner. PlannerDAO still teaches a course that if you take it, you get to go take the exam from PlannerDAO. And when you take the exam and you pass it, you get your certification, which by the way, is an NFT that gets sent to your ETH wallet. And we use Polygon for that. So we try to practice what we preach. We are working with other education partners to try to get up to speed so that they can teach a course toward uh, the CDAA. That's really important to us. The first one that is going to get started is Rice University is teaching a certified digital asset advisor course starting this summer. And then we have some others that are teaching courses uh, that, that are going to be setting up and teaching courses toward the certified digital asset advisor. That's exciting. We're talking to a group in South Africa that's going to be doing it. We're talking to a group in the UK. We're talking to one in Brazil. And just last week to one in Colombia that they all want to teach courses towards a designation it should be managed by a third party and a DAO seems like a, a pretty good way to go for that. That's where we are is, is in terms of our education working group. We're trying to manage an entire designation, which is pretty new to us, honestly. Like we, we all have designations, but we've never managed one. Yeah. Well, you labeled everybody except for me. I'm doing it too. I'm in the next cohort next month. So oh, that's right. <laughs> it's, I, it's, I, not, it's okay. It's all right. I, I don't <laughs> want to tell anyone, but, but Tyrone Ross will be joining us in our next cohort. There you go. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> between South America. And, you know, yeah. just throw me in there. Well, you're, um, you're international, man. You're, you're, you're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, look, the cool part about that, for anyone who wants to join the next cohort, not to, well, I'll make a shameless plug anyway, is that we do a live session every Friday so that we can just, you know, explain and we answer a lot of questions. So anyone who's joining us next time, Tyrone Ross is going to be in those live sessions because everyone's in the live session. Let's do it. Well, there it is. There's the plug. <laughs> There's the plug. And speaking of plugs, I'm coming towards the end here. And obviously we could do this for three hours nonstop uh, everywhere. So 
I could do it for 16 hours and I've proven so. <laughs> that is proof. Yes, you do have you do have proof of work there for sure. So want to get into where everyone could find you gentlemen, where can they reach out? So Steve, we'll start with you, Twitter, LinkedIn, websites, whatever, like let, hit us with it. Where can folks find you and reach out? LinkedIn, that's about it. I'm uh, not really on social media, not really my thing. So you can find me on LinkedIn or you can send me, you can join Planner Down, send me a message there. And that's about it. But I'm happy to communicate with you on, on either one of those. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> I love it. Don't become Twitter junkies like me and Adam. It's, it's an addiction. It's hard to kick. It is. <laughs> you, you see why when, when Steve said, hey, I got I to gotta take this uh, with what I know and get this out there. He came and found someone who is on the social media platforms. Absolutely. Exactly. All right, Adam, your shot. Hit us with uh, I, I, I am also on Twitter at Interaxis8, number eight. Uh, I am also on LinkedIn. You can also find me uh, at PlannerDAO. So if you come join PlannerDAO, you can message me there. Again, LinkedIn, Twitter, I respond to all of those. Okay. And there's a link for PlannerDAO, like where folks go? They Google it? Like where they-, they go to uh, PlannerDAO.com, P-L-A-N-N-E-R-D-A-O.com. If they haven't joined yet, they, they can join. It's free. And once you're in there, you can uh, find one of us or someone else in there you want to chat with. And uh, it's, it's a really easy system to chat on. And, and we answer those as well because, you know, I, we need more messaging apps. Awesome. All right. So it's my turn. Everyone knows June 9th through 12th, the crypto prom is happening down in Austin. Consensus. Be there. Sign up. I'm assuming these two gentlemen will be there as well. We all go and hang out at Consensus. That'll be fun in Austin and not, um, I was just talking about in New York City with Lambos outside and people dressed in llama uniforms and everything else. So excited to see everyone at Consensus. Also, Crypto for Advisors, the newsletter, sign up for that. Adam is a part of the F8 Council that we've created for the Bitcoin for Advisors Conference. We'll pull Steven in there as well. And of course, like, share, subscribe, the pod. But more importantly, if you found any value in this podcast whatsoever, help me help Coindesk, help Planner Dow and Child Hunger in this country, run over to nokidhungry.org. They accept crypto donations to donate to feed a hungry child so we can end child hunger in this country. I appreciate you all. Gentlemen, thank you for spending time with me. We'll do this again soon. Hopefully see you all in person at your conference, right? And we'll break some bread and, and kick it. Yeah, but thank you for spending some time with me. I appreciate you. You bet. Thanks, Tyrone. Can we give you one more shameless plug, Tyrone? Do it. Uh, Planner Dow is having a conference April 25th through 26th called The Crossroads. And the whole point of it will be to help financial advisors uh, understand how to make crypto part of their practice. But it's going to be very hands-on with workshops. It's not, it's not going to be a lot of speaking from stages. It's going to be open up your laptops. We're going to show you how to set up crypto accounts for clients. We're going to show you how wallets work, how DeFi protocols work. We have some really good workshop participants there. Uh, so wanted to plug that April 25th and 26th. So if you go join PlannerDAO uh, or if you're already in PlannerDAO, then you can get information there. Absolutely. Appreciate that, my man. Well, gentlemen, have a great day. Go get it. I know there's a ton to be done. I appreciate y'all for hanging out with me. Enjoy Thank that you. beautiful day. Will do. You do the same. You've been listening to On Purpose with host Tyrone Ross and guests Steve Larson and Adam Blumberg. Today's show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau with additional production support from Eleanor Paul and Adrian Blust. Our theme song is Walk With Swag. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcast at coindesk.com, subject line, on purpose, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to join us at Coindesk Consensus 2022. 
The Festival for the Decentralized World is happening this June 9th through the 12th in Austin, Texas. This is the largest and longest running event showcasing and celebrating all sides of the blockchain, crypto ecosystems, Web3, and the metaverse. And it's designed for all of you, crypto newbies, investors, entrepreneurs, developers, and creators. Use the code ONPURPOSE15 to get 15% off your pass. Visit coindesk.com forward slash consensus 2022. See you all there.